Welcome to Commentary Corner, with your host and former motorcycle racer, Gareth Keyes. In this week's episode, we speak to recently retired road racer Yvonne Montgomery at the Show and Shine Rideout event at Bishop's Court Race Circuit. Yvonne has an interesting story, having never ridden a bike until she was 47. We hope you enjoy the show. Yvonne Montgomery. I've got your name right. Because the amount of times that I've been caught out, and I've called you Yvonne Ward. No. And I'm sure you've heard. That was a Tandra Gay the last time it ran. And you were talking about, and Yvonne Ward's coming around the last corner. And I was cracking up. I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, well, it was actually, I was calling you Yvonne Ward for most of the day. And then Jenny Gartland and Margaret Patterson, they were laughing behind me. And I was like, what are they laughing at? But to be fair, it was my first ever time commentating. So you had to give me a wee bit of leeway. And they told me, that's. Yvonne Ward, she's flying today, she's flying today. <laughs> and he says, oh, Yvonne Montgomery, all right, all right. <laughs> but obviously, brought you here today, just for a wee chat. Um, obviously, um, I only actually found out on the Saturday of Armoy that that was your last race. You retired? Yeah, retired. Um, being a pensioner now and having no help about, you know, with the, the bike at races or at home is just... It's no longer becoming fun yeah. getting the preparation done. I still love racing, still yeah. love getting out there and racing around the roads. Short circuits don't bother me, you know, they don't float my boat, the short circuits. No. But, um, Car park racers. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> the time has come and I've had a really good time. I've done the mounts a couple of times and lots of road races and thoroughly enjoyed everything that I've done. Because yeah. oh, you started pretty, you started racing pretty late, didn't you? Yeah, I learned to ride a bike when I was 47, and uh, that was in the December 47 to pass the test and got a, an SB650 to ride about on. Uh-huh. The following February, I was at the motorbike show, and uh, I was looking for a club to join because I didn't know anything about a motorbike, uh-huh. no idea yeah. anything about a motorbike. So just by chance, the Belfast and District Motor Club, who used to run Carador road races, and they run Easter Monday and two other races were there. And uh, I got invited to their club meeting, which I did go to. Yeah. And at the end of the night, I just ha- uh, handed a membership form and ended up, that's how I got into the road racing side of riding. I never, yeah. never uh, thought about road racing, never watched road racing uh, or any sort of motorbike racing. So that's, it, it just happened that way. You just literally you got bit by the bug, and that quickly you were. Yeah, you were right I rode on. the bike for a year and did a few track days, and the, the third track day I broke my arm and leg, and I just faster. Six fifty was already ready to race. It was a bike came over from England, and Gary Ferguson. He oh, was gosh. a really good two fifty rider. Yeah. He bought it because the twins racing was taking off. He came off at a track then, broke both his wrists, so that was the bike was up for sale. Oh dear. So I bought the bike, and uh, that was how I started. So um, I watched 2005, I watched Easter Saturday, um, short circuit, uh-huh. and the following year is in the Munda Bridge. Without knowing anything of what I was doing. Brilliant. <laughs> so it was. Obviously, you have to do a couple of short circuits before you get your road racing license. So, how many years? Of short, it was one year then, was it? Or? It wasn't very many because um, that first race I did on Easter Saturday, uh, 
came away. So say I arrived in the, the van and I put him in the ambulance. <laughs> oh, it was the last lap of the race and I went tearing into a corner and I wondered why I was passing the guy in front and it's because he was on the brakes and then I went on the brakes and basically high-sided the bike but it came off backwards. Broke my shoulder blade, yeah, broke the shoulder blade, it pushed in five ribs, punctured my lung, ripped the tendons off the right thumb. So that was my first race. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually came back from that? <laughs> you might have to speak to Mary to get you some of that mental pills. <laughs> <laughs> I was back very shortly after that, you know, nothing was, was really fixed, but uh -huh. because ribs don't show, you know, it's not like a plaster of Paris, so um, yeah, I got back racing and uh, I did the Manx in 2009 and 2010. Brilliant. I think I, I was probably started road racing the year before uh -huh. and did Bush. Oh, yeah. And Hooks Town and Dexter Grand Prix. Yeah. Brilliant. So, I loved the Bush. The Bush road races was, uh, I didn't get over to Isle of Man, like, but it was, I don't know, it was technical. It was like, to me, it was a proper wee road race, wasn't it? Or, I hate slow corners. Uh, you know, yeah. There's that wee back twisty bit that's it's not it doesn't flow. Yeah. I rather flow in fast corners and that's why the Grand Prix is so good. Because everything is you know, it's a leap of faith. You know when you get to a certain part, you throw the bike in yeah. and you do it and it works. Yeah, yeah. The Grand Prix or something. Hopefully the Grand Prix will get back, but yeah. we're, we're crossing, I think everyone in the country's crossing their fingers and toes for that one, but tell us about the Manx, your first experience on the the, the Isle of Man course. Uh, what were you thinking when you were lined really up there? It's strange. Now, I had gone across with the Mike Haywood Foundation in February, oh, yeah. Katie Morgan, Yes. and we spent the week going around with Derek Shields on the bus, that was his newcomer <laughs> too, and we spent the week going around the course every day. And you make your notes and you can go through it, go through it in your head. Then went across on the, well, a couple of us went across and hired a car and again did that and made our notes. Yeah. On the first day, which is what we're doing actually today at this minute over in the Isle of Man, the newcomers get out under like a controlled lap. Yeah. And your eyes are out in stocks because you've gone around looking at the Manx course and making your notes that you're doing 30 miles an hour because the speed limit's over there and they really adhere to speed limits. Yeah, yeah. So whenever you're doing speed, you know, that you're following people in front, everything comes so fast. Yeah. Absolutely, like three by fast lips, like what? <laughs> you, know, you really are flying. Even on the controlled lap. Even on the controlled yeah. lap. And then the, the lap, you go out with the classic men. Yeah. And it was told before that, stay with the classic bikes yeah. because they don't use gearbox the way the modern bikes would. They have to use good lines. So if you follow a man on a classic bike round corners, yeah. like Nigel Moore, oh, absolutely. So smooth, yeah. so smooth. Very and Texas and yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I did that. But you know, during the week, I was standing at the bottom of uh, Pregna Bar looking up at it and thinking, I was really tearful because I thought, what am I doing here? <laughs> I am just an ordinary person that's only been riding a few years and here I am taking on this course. Sick, I'm a um, mammoth of a course it is. Mammoth of a oh, course, yeah. I was meant to do it in twenty fifteen, but I just had that stupid fall at Scarborough, so I ended up not doing it. It was probably a blessing in disguise because I would have been the same. I'd have stand on top of 
Ray Hill was just going, no, put me back in the van, please. <laughs> the next year, I bought a 600 happen racing and GSXR 600, and I had an SV650. The reason I bought the 600 was to get more track time, yeah. because you only get two laps nearly every night, so I thought I'd get more track time. The guy that was to go over and help me couldn't make it, so there I was, two bikes in the back of the van, ready to set off the Isle of Man to do the Manx on my own. And that's what I did do, actually did the Manx on my own. Oh my God. There's a girl I was staying with, she came up at four o'clock to take the bikes through Scrutineering. Unfortunately, you know, the first night didn't work out. She wasn't there. So I was getting off a hot bike on the stone cold bike and getting it on the road and it wasn't good. So after that, she was able to get the bike warmed up for me coming in to swap bikes over. So yeah, I look back as that is my greatest achieve personal achievement. Sure. <laughs> because you know, whenever things are tough, I think, girl, you're able to do that on your own. Get yourself going and yeah. just you just look you, back you on it. You can do things, you know. Yeah. Each and every one of us is able to do so much more than you think possible. Yeah. And very often all of us need to you're inclined to put barriers up of why you can't do things instead of looking for resolutions of how you're going to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's my thing. Like tech boxes. That, that, that's what I say. Go and do it. Try it. Yeah. You know, there's so many things people say, why don't you do so? Oh, I don't know that I could do that. Well, you're not going to be able to do it if that's how you're starting your thoughts. If that's, if that's your attitude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I My thing is try something. Do it once. If you don't like it, okay, don't do it again. But if you do like it, that's something, that door has opened for you. Like me and the bikes. Motorbikes were not in my family or anything about it. I was at a barbecue in September of that year, and the guy said, I said, never been on one of those in my life. There's a bike sitting, you know, in the the yard. He said, we'll change that. So he took me out for a run in the back of the bike. And this part of the words, do your test and get yourself a wee bike. So I did. I did the test. I went to the training centre and said, there's a bike. Just ride it around there a bit. Oh, Hi, you know. I <laughs> oh, like the off-road for the CBT? Yeah, it, it was in um, Ballandary Business Park. Oh, yes, it's near Belt McCallum's or is it? Or? I will on round in the unit. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to sort of get first and second, yeah. and that blew my mind, you know, I'm used to a car, like, how do you go first and then pump down to second and third and fourth and all this sort of thing, but yeah. anyway, I was sorted out and finally passed my test and then went racing, three things, just do things. Yeah, did, did, did you have a road bike as well, did you, did you ride a, ro- a bike on the road or did um, you just keep it to the circuit? No, the first year I did, I had a lovely SV650. Really fair metallic silver until the third track day when I broke my arm and leg and it was <laughs> So that was good. actually your road that was your road bike? Yeah. That you started it, it I fixed it all up and rode it for a while and then it was sold for money to, to race with. Yeah. And the other thing was I had started road racing at that stage and, and the problem was mixing road racing with road riding because I was starting whenever I was out on the road, just an ordinary road, starting to think of your line through that corner. Yeah. And your line through that corner didn't allow a car to meet, you know. And oh, yeah. yeah. I, did, uh, I took a, a line through corners before and 
then I thought the, the hair actually stayed in my head, and I thought I could have got wiped out. What am I doing that? here? Sort so of thing, yeah. The bike was sold shortly after that, and I've never ridden on the road since, and still haven't yet. Yeah. Because I said I wouldn't, I wouldn't ride in the roads until I got the wife from road racing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sort of ways until you wise up a little bit. My, my brain's not good enough to mix one with the other, or not mix one with the other. Yeah, yeah. Is it trying to slow yourself down? Yeah, that, that was the other thing, yeah. But you had a you had a bad accident not that long ago. Yeah, twenty seventeen. I was as close to death as as ever going to be. Yeah. I got taken off the bike going into a uh, left hander. Uh-huh. The guy coming up behind is going too fast, braked hard, fell off the bike. His bike slid up the road and went underneath my front and back wheel. Oh. It's a 400. It popped into the air and turned and went straight into the rectosol bale. Mm. You know, at yeah. 60, 70 miles an hour. Oh, I was where, still where sitting was on the that bike. Was, scary. That was scary. That's right. Uh, the corner belly, something or other. Corner. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, bike and me hit the bale and we sort of bounced up out of it. The bike dropped away and I went up and turned. I was ahead of a road sign, you know, a stop sign. I somersaulted over and came down feet first, but my legs spread you know, like splits Whoa. and broke both sides of my pelvis. You know, there's two bones that go into one. I broke two bones on each side, so it's four bones in the pelvis. My RE helmet, the chin flap broke and half went and got sliced in my head and cut the artery. Whoa. So the artery that was pumping out, <laughs> my pelvis was really bad. Now, fortunately, there was um, a girl there from Belgium, and she took the whole sequence of shots. Yeah. Went to the marshal and said, "I've got this on film here," yeah. and they took it down to the medics who were working at me because I had gone unconscious and stopped breathing. So they were working to get me breathing again, but they were able to see how I fell. Said pelvis, you know, yeah. right away they knew what they're dealing with. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't tell them all I. I remember whenever they finally got me round again, before they started to say the thing, what's your name? Do you know where you are? What year is it? I was going, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Straight Somebody away. knocked me off. I, I think they're, they're pretty relieved. Yeah. yeah she I, knows where she is and she knows what's happened. Yeah. Where's my bike? Is the bike okay? <laughs> That's usually the first place. No, it wasn't. It was complete. It was total. The frame was cracked. Uh, the, the forks were like a banana. No, it had to be rebuilt. And seven weeks later, I was on it at the Grand Prix. I was in a lot of seven, pain. Seven weeks. Seven weeks because and you were virtually dead on the side of the track. Well, and yeah, I, that was just my head and my breathing wasn't. You yeah. Know, whatever had happened, you know, the, the head injury and the artery and stuff had just sort of stopped my breathing. But the pain was just, unreal. Just getting, sort of stopped my breathing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm okay, you know. <laughs> You're sucking her now, anyway. Some people say I'm okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was at the Grand Prix and it was brilliant. I had an absolute ball. The, the pain trying to get onto the bike was unreal. Yeah, I see you in pit lane walking down and thought, like, I just wanted to put you on my back and carry you <laughs> to your bike, you know, because I was coming in after super bikes and I seen you walking down and I was like, how, how is that woman doing this? You know, absolutely amazing. No, I had a, had a real ball. It was just superb, but. That's what drives you, you know. Yeah. You're in your sick bed and you're planning how many weeks the next race, and that's the way it was. Yeah. That's Unbelievable. me. Unbelievable. <laughs> e Montgomery. What's what's the plans now? Now um, that you've retired. 
Well, I'm 66 in a few weeks, in a fortnight's time. So I suppose that's, we're down to knitting and crochet or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got yourself a wee dog, so she Yeah, she's a person. big dog. A big she's, dog. A, she's a lurcher cross and she has uh, behavioral issues with other dogs. So I've been taking her everywhere to try and get her uh, settled down. And uh, yeah, she's not bad. I had her at Armoy with me and yeah, yeah. she decided to stay inside while the generator's on. She doesn't like loud noises. But yeah, so she'll, she'll come. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, listen, Yvonne, thank you so much for coming down here. And it's been fantastic talking to you. Getting a wee bit of history for myself as well. <laughs> thank you so much, Yvonne. Stories. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Commentary Corner. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show and share this podcast with your friends.